everyone. Welcome back to the Inside Sports Makeshift Studio here. We're upgrading, so for now, this is the way it is. So I'm Charles E. Smith, Jr. I'll be hosting, and the show this week is NFL Football Talk. We bring you all the best. Right now, we're going to be doing the NFC preview for this upcoming 2017 season. As you know, I don't work alone here. I do enlist the help of the very, very best. So without any further ado, let me introduce the man many of you already follow on Twitter at Chris L Sports. And here he is from somewhere in very hot and sweaty Southern California, Chris Lardieri. Chris, what's happening out there, man? Charles, great to be back. Thanks for another phenomenal introduction. And remember, it's a dry heat. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's true. This heat in, in New York or in the South would be just god-awful. So let's go ahead and get right into it. We're going to talk about the uh, NFC West, and we're going to take all the divisions, then pick winners at the end, who might go to the Super Bowl, who might not, uh, the biggest flops, the biggest surprises. But NFC West, okay, the Seattle Seahawks, uh, always strong. Russell Wilson at quarterback there. Uh, the defense is really pretty much as strong as it always has been. Uh, Carson Palmer anchoring the Arizona Cardinals, and they're getting their strength back on defense. Patrick Peterson will be joined by Tyron Matthew again this year as Matthew comes back from that injury. Jared Goff and the L.A. Rams, you know, trying to do this, that, and the other, uh, changing the coach. You know, will Todd Gurley get back on track as a running back, uh, bringing in Sammy Watkins to bol- bolster the wide receiving core? We'll see what happens there. And then up in NorCal, where they're having, as they say up there, hella problems with their team, Matt Barkley and Brian Hoyer at quarterback to try to do a, uh, what would you say, a resurrection of the franchise there maybe, even though they were on top not that long ago. Uh, but Chris, we got to know what you think about the NFC West. Look, we, 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 we 49ers and the are, are also Rams, and um, while they have done changing that coach, and I think it'll go Shanahan and McVeigh, um, really, they're going to be fighting for themselves. The bottom of who gets out of it. race between the Seahawks and Cardinals, in my opinion. Um, I know there's a lot of optimism with Seattle. They think Russell Wilson's healthy, but ultimately, for me, they have the same issues. The defense, uh, especially Richard Sherman, can't stand Russell Wilson. The running game's never been addressed since Beast Mode left and there are holes in the offensive line, which led to Wilson getting injured. Therefore, I'm going to go out on a limb and pick the Cardinals. You know, everything's an <laughs> if, 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 if. Carson Palmer can can stay upright and not get hurt. This is a team last year, they were 7-8-1. and one. They lost a number of games due to the since-departed Chandler Canizaro for getting out of kick, Roberto Aguayo style. They brought in Phil Dawson this year. That's an improvement. I really think on the defensive side of the ball, like you met, they've added some pieces. You've got Matthew back at 100%, Peterson. The D line's always good. And I think they've got one of the budding superstars in the NFL running back in David Johnson. Yes, sir. With both running and catching the ball. And uh, I think he really urges this year. I think it'll be a good race again. But at the end of the day, I'm putting my faith on the jockey, and his name is Bruce Arians. I think he motivates that team for one more run. I'm just trying to picture Bruce Arians as a jockey, by the way. That's, hmm. Anyways. Yeah, I'm on a horse. <laughs> but if they if that's the horse you want to ride man i understand it yeah definitely okay so you know i do like the analysis here i'm interested to me the most uh the rams are the most intriguing team here because uh Goff with his tiny doll hands is he finally going to be able to get things done 
And uh, I don't expect much out of the Niners. That's going to be a train wreck. We all know it already. But it's down to the little intangibles with the Arizona Cardinals and the Seattle Seahawks. And to me, I like the Cardinals, but the Seahawks seem to be able to just to get things done. Uh, Russell Wilson, even though this different of stature, but he can get things done kind of the way what, what Aaron Rodgers does with the Packers. So just Seattle, because of their resourcefulness, um, I'm going to go with Seattle to win this division. But I do expect Arizona to bounce back. It's going to be a, a nice two-team race here, but uh, I like Seattle. It's about time we differ, Charles. There we go. Okay. So let's go over to the uh, NFC East, possibly the best batch of quarterbacks here, where Dak Prescott will be back to anchor the Dallas Cowboys, Eli Manning uh, with the New York Giants, Kirk Cousins, you know, the modern-day Dave Craig. He's going to be quarterbacking the Washington Redskins, and Carson Wentz uh, there in Philadelphia still playing well. So, Uh, We'll see what happens now. I think one of the the caveats we talk about, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, he's suspended for the Cowboys. You know, will it be, how many games is it going to be? But I think when it comes down to it, Dak having to play without Elliott, that's probably going to cost him the division uh, when when all is said and done. Yeah, I completely agree. If it's suspended, that's a team you think would be the front runner for this division. And as we saw last year on the defensive side of the ball, Aaron Rodgers exposed that team in the playoffs, and I think you've got to be concerned about that as well. I don't think they've addressed the holes that they have there. Had a great year last year coming out of nowhere, but I think they revert back to the mean. Um, Ultimately, I I think it comes down to the other three teams. Um, Like everyone knows, my love for the New York Giants is well documented, but I I do have my apprehensions about them this year. Uh, OBJ coming into the season with an ankle injury, they did get Brandon Marshall, but Ultimately, Eric Flowers is uh, going to be a thorn in the side for Giants fans again this year. They have not addressed the line. Defense is always oh, solid, even though Rodgers torched them in the playoffs towards the end of the, the, the second half of that game. They hung for a while. But uh, I, I think ultimately they've got to be the team to beat. And um, I just think Eli's durable. Let's uh, Probably going to be another one of these 9-7 and seven type years that wins the division. Uh, that said, I, I think the Eagles will be improved. Carson Wentz coming into his second year. Um, but yet again, is LeGarrett Blunt the answer at running back? I really don't know. I think the defense has made improvements. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- that's a team to watch out for. They could sneak up on someone. The Redskins, look, I, I love your Kirk Cousins analogy. Uh, with that logic, if he's Dave Craig, does that mean Josh Norman will someday get up there in Canton and say Kirk Cousins belongs in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> I don't think so, and I hope not. But regardless, uh, Kirk's in another one of his one-year contract years looking to prove himself to either go play for the Rams or 49ers next year. But uh, they've lost a lot of guys. I know they brought in Terrell Pryor. Um, you know, you've got Rob Kelly at running back, had a decent year. But, again, defensive side of the ball. Can the Redskins stop anyone? Um, not optimistic. It's kind of a lesser of all evils. I'm going with the Giants, not as a homer pick, just purely off of factual evidence and the fact that OBJ is getting special treatment in Phoenix separate of the Giants staff. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, I'll say this. I'm going with the Giants as well. If Ezekiel Elliott was going to be playing all year long for the Cowboys, I would go with the Cowboys. I'll go ahead and say that. But he's not going to be, and I think that's going to be the difference. That will allow the Giants to take the division. But the best thing is when I look at these, these are going to be the best maybe set of divisional games that we'll have, although the NFC South is pretty strong too. But when I look at all the matchups, whether it's 
uh, Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Redskins, Giants, Redskins, Eagles, however you mix it, those games are all going to be dogfights and they're going to be fun to watch. Definitely. And a lot of times, look at last year, the Giants split with uh, the Eagles and, and the, even when the Eagles were struggling late in the year. None of those games are gimmies and they, they do make for must-watch must football. But uh, ultimately, if the, the Giants can sweep one of those divisional games, they'll be in the driver's seat. Um, but, you know, the, the black and blue division of the NFL, it definitely is. Yep. There we go. So let's go ahead and head over to the uh, NFC North. Of course, Aaron Rodgers, the future Hall of Famer, is going to be uh, under center again for the Green Bay Packers. And then we got uh, Sam Bradford, who's going to be playing for uh, Minnesota while Teddy Bridgewater suffered that uh, horrible injury last year. And he's not even good. They don't know if he'll even play this season. So tough luck there in Minnesota. And uh, Matt Stafford armed with a huge, ridiculous contract. He's still there in Detroit. And... uh, then we'll go ahead with, uh, you know, Mike Glennon taking that other quarterback spot there. So what do you think about this one with the, uh, with the Chicago Bears? I'm sorry, Chicago Bears, Mike Glennon at quarterback for the departed Jay Cutler. Yeah, vintage Bears. Let's sign Mike Glennon to a big deal and then trade up to draft Mitch Trubisky out of left field and fool everyone. Um, look, they'll, they'll be the seller dwellers this year. I really don't think we, uh, we even need to, to hit on that from a fantasy football perspective. Jordan Howard, very impressive in his rookie year. is a, a good pick if you need a running back there. A guy runs hard, and I think he's going to be running a lot with uh, whoever's quarterbacking that team. Um, look, I, I like the Vikings if Sam Bradford's not the quarterback. You know, maybe even a healthy Bridgewater in a perfect world is better than Bradford. They got an excellent defense. Uh, again, looking from a, a fantasy perspective, watch out for Dalvin Cook. I know they signed Latavius Murray. This guy was a stud at Florida State. Expect big things from him. I think he'll help. They'll miss Adrian Peterson, but they've got younger in the backfield, which will definitely help. Uh, you go to the Lions, and look, um, Lions are stuck in a rock and a hard place. Matt Stafford gets a lot of blame, and he's getting paid a lot of money, but what do you do? Would you rather be the Jets or the Browns or lock up a known commodity? Again, the issue is you've got a revolving door at running back with a lot of injuries in the defense, and uh, you know, hate to be so blunt, Jim Caldwell's coach is always the liability, so – um, I think they could make could be in the wild card mix if the chips fall right and Stafford doesn't break a limb or finger or anything. But um, you know, this is this is the Packers division to win. I think Ty Montgomery emerges a running back last year. He's an upgrade over uh, our buddy Eddie Lacy, who's now in Seattle. Uh, as long as Aaron Rodgers is quarterbacking a team, I don't care who's playing receiver, how porous their defense is, or gets criticized for. Uh, that guy is just a winner, and he takes teams that have no business even being in the playoffs sometimes and gets them to win. So I think this is a manageable division for them to win. Yeah, I think so. you got to go with the Packers. And unfortunately, you know, as I've said before on previous shows and previous years, I do see uh, Aaron Rodgers getting the Dan Marino treatment there in Green Bay, which is he is so fantastic, and they know that he can will the team to win, and he winds up not getting the pieces in place that he really needs to truly be a contender. He got to that one Super Bowl. He won that one Super Bowl, but still a lot of holes that need to be plugged. But, hey, it's Rodgers, and this is their division. I'm going with the Packers, too. No no doubt about it. And there's, I'm, I'm as sure about this pick as I am about, about the uh, New England Patriots winning the AFC East. This is going to be the Packers division to take. Yeah, that's saying something because, I mean, the Patriots haven't had competition in, what, like good 15 years in that division. So, yeah, that, that says a lot about Aaron Rodgers. I know I know everyone talks about Tom Brady being the GOAT, but 
Rodgers can manage to win another Super Bowl. I know he's not going to have as many rings as Tom, but he's going to be up there too. I, I think your Dan Marino analogy is excellent. All right, here we go. So let's go ahead over to the uh, NFC South where, hey, Matt Ryan, Matty Ice, as they like to call him, fresh off that uh, Super Bowl collapse. He'll still be quarterback in the Atlanta Falcons. Drew Brees, the most accurate uh, thrower per, or statistically in NFL history. And now he's got Adrian Peterson and Mark Ingram in the backfield. So you thought their offense was explosive before? Just wait till this season. Jameis Winston continuing to prove in Tampa Bay. And uh, then we've got uh, Cam Newton, who I think is going to – that's going to be a tough year for Carolina and Cam Newton because of that shoulder injury, which they haven't talked a lot about. He hasn't thrown a lot in the preseason. But that injury, from what I understand, it does take a full year to completely heal from that surgery that he had to have. So uh, it could be a tough year for Cam Newton. And I mean trying uh, as far as testing his character too because – you know, the media is going to start talking as soon as he misses a few throws. They're going to talk about his confidence. They're going to talk about was he a flash in the pan. All those types of things are going to come up. Yeah, definitely. But um, I, I do think, and, and if you look at the AFC West, I think the NFC South is probably a close second in terms of top to bottom, most competitive in football. Mm -hmm. I think it's wide open, even with the Saints issues on defense. You can't count Drew Brees out. I mean, they're an offensive machine. They lose Brandon Cooks. They'll plug someone else in there. They got Adrian Peterson to rotate at running back. Um, Sean Payton. Uh, there are rumblings coming down out of the Big Easy down there that his job might be on the line. But you you can never count him out as long as Drew Brees is his quarterback. Uh, that said, I don't even I don't think they're going to be a wild card team with the Falcons. I think they return. They revert to the mean. They come back to earth. They had a great run last year. I can't even talk about that Super Bowl because that choke was still such a monumental proportion that uh, I can't even grasp it at times. But uh, I do think playing a first-place schedule and the fact that they're going to have that weighing over their head and you've got teams like the Buccaneers and the Panthers and the Saints gunning for you, I don't think they win that division. My opinion, it's a, it's a two-team race. The Buccaneers, like you said, Winston's coming back. The signing of, uh, of Deshaun Jackson is really going to be key for him because he's got a legitimate second target now. Teams can't key on Mike Evans. If you're watching the excellent HBO series, Hard Knocks, you see that defense. G Gerald McCoy is finally getting some national exposure. Guy is a, a, as phenomenal a defensive tackle as I've seen for a guy who's not like extremely tall, but just big and built. He's got unbelievable speed and footwork. Really cool to watch. I think their secondary is good. And then uh, I, I think the Panthers bounce back, even if Cam's going to have shoulder injuries. I think Mike Shula down there is devising an offense with a lot of a lot of short passes, kind of like McVay's going to do for Jared Goff in L.A. Um, I think the X factor there is, as long as Luke Keekley can stay on the field, that defense is, is really stout. And I really like the drafting of Christian McCaffrey. I think he adds a lot of dimensions, both as a runner and a receiver, and you're going to have to account for him in some respects like a, a Darren Sproles, but I think he's an even right. better runner. So I think it comes down to those two teams. It's a toss-up. Uh, I guess I'd say the Buccaneers now, they seem to be the trendy pick. But honestly, I wouldn't be surprised Carolina, if with a last-place schedule, um, really comes and makes a move and gets back into the driver's seat there. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, we'll see. But I, I think with uh, New Orleans being recharged, I think with, with Peterson in the backfield there with Ingram, and I'll be flying under the radar because I you know, haven't been good in this last couple of seasons. But, you know, I think I'm going to go with the – I'm going to go with New Orleans to uh, to win the division here. In a shocker. What I like you, it. You're going all in. 
division pick? Yeah, uh, you know, I think that that's another division like the NFC East where teams beat up on each other and split, and it right. can come down to just a couple games. And look, I don't, I don't think you're crazy at all. But uh, you know, as long as if that defense holds up and there's no more bounties, of course, uh, yeah, you could see the uh, Saints putting together a nine and seven, ten and six type season. But uh, I still think it's the Buccaneers' division to lose. They made some strides last year. Jameis cuts down on the touchdowns, I, I, on the uh, interceptions, and picks up the touchdowns. I, I think it's their division. Yep, I will give you one piece of advice here, everybody. When the Saints play, no matter who they're playing, if you just play the over every time, I guarantee you at the end of the season, you'll come out ahead. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're going to score a lot and they're going to give up a lot. That's what it oh, comes yeah. down to. Yeah, it's, it's flag football at its best. Okay, so here we go, and we've picked the division winners, and uh, so now it's that time. The uh, NFC will be represented by one of which two teams, and then your dark horse. What do you think? The Green Bay Packers and the Arizona Cardinals in a rematch of one of the greatest endings of an NFL playoff game I've ever seen in my blank years on earth. I won't divulge my age. Um and my dark horse is going to be the Panthers. I think the Panthers bounce back this year. They make the Super Bowl? No, but I could see them making the playoffs even. Uh, Cam reverting to form. Uh, you know, Maybe he'll get a uh, some sort of uh, stem cell injection like athletes like to do. I don't know what will happen. Maybe he'll eat his Wheaties. But uh, I just think with Christian McCaffrey, I think that offense bounces back this year. Okay, we shall see. So no mention of the Dallas Cowboys, I noticed there. They're notably absent there from Mr. Lardieri. Yeah, I just you know what at the end of the day, I, I think the with the wild card race, especially in some of these weaker divisions, you look at like last year what happened with the the Lions almost backing into the wild card spot. I think you could see a scenario like that where if the uh, the Bucks do end up winning the division, if the Panthers are one of the wild cards, and then you look in the West, if the Cardinals win a division like I predict, odds are the Seahawks are uh, are, are in contention for a wild card. They're I don't see it uh, them being a six and ten team or anything like that. So you're going to have teams in some of these other divisions in the hunt, or who knows? Maybe even your New Orleans Saints make a run at it if they don't win the division. <laughs> well, that's who I'm picking when it's uh, for the Super Bowl. I'm going to say it's going to be either Seattle or New Orleans that goes to the Super Bowl, and my dark horse is the uh, the New York Giants. And wouldn't we all love to see Eli and Tom Brady match up for a third time? Oh, that would be great. I think, I think only Tom Brady would not like to see that. But who's counting? Don't tell that to any Patriot fans. <laughs> All right, everybody. Remember, the show is NFL Football Talk. This is an Inside Sports production. You can follow me on Twitter at the Inside Sports. Follow Mr. Lardiera on Twitter at Chris L Sports. Uh, Chris, before we sign off, uh, any final nuggets of wisdom here? You're going to be doing your first fantasy football segment next week. Yeah, absolutely. You know what, everyone? Good luck with your your draft. Like I uh, like I said in the AFC preview, uh, make the smart pick. Don't reach until the later rounds. Uh, don't be drafting kickers and defenses in the middle of the draft, etc. Um, on a side note, I don't want anyone to think that I forgot one of my favorite topics in, in all of the NFL, and, and that's our favorite commissioner, <laughs> Roger Kendall Goodell. You know, he's had an interesting offseason. He saw the Chargers up and moved to L.A. and really didn't do too much about it. Then showed up at the first preseason game and was surprised at how small StubHub Center, a.k.a. a soccer stadium that seats approximately 27,000 was. Um, handed out the suspensions to uh, Vontez Perfect and Ezekiel Elliott, which were uh, both subsequently appealed. 
um, you know, on any number of things. You know, there's there's still issues with Roger. A lot of people like to criticize him. Um, the NFL was so adamant about being in Vegas, and now all of a sudden he's got no problem with gambling or a team being in Sin City. And what does the NFL do? They give him a five-year extension. You want to know why, Charles? Because at the end of the day, it's all about money. This new stadium in Inglewood, they're talking about the luxury boxes and how much PSLs will be. Ultimately, football is becoming a corporate event. They say, well, we want a stadium to be better than staying at home. Well, why wouldn't I stay at home when the TV's just as good? I can get my own food, and I don't have to pay just for the right to buy tickets and trek out somewhere and pay for parking, et cetera. So, um, you know, good for Roger. I mean, he's in the right business. Got to hand it to him, more power to him. Uh, on a side note, the Falcons are opening this new Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta with a retractable roof, state-of-the-art. I've got to hand it to Arthur Blank. The guy made a concerted effort to keep concession and food and beer prices down and reasonable to what they are in the, the greater Atlanta area, and he's not changing it. You know, the guy knows he's making enough money as it is. He wants fans to be able to bring their families and enjoy the game. I shouldn't have to give him kudos, but props to you, Arthur Blank. And from what I understand, there would be no crowd noise pumped into that new stadium. And, uh, you know, I was going to make a reference there to it being all about the Benjamins when you said uh, Goodell, but I couldn't get a $100 bill for a prop because I only had $94 in my checking account. So, hey, you know, it just didn't work out. Well, you, you could always, you know, keep it with the Carolina Panthers scene because you always just show a picture of Kelvin Benjamin. <laughs> all right everybody so that's it for uh, this inside sports production of nfl football talk make sure you join us next week we'll be doing the picks of the week fantasy football segment and all the latest nfl news for chris lardieri i'm charles e smith jr thank you for watching and we'll see everybody next week frank here from super bs talking about the things you know you love and the things you'd love to know join us weekly for a podcast about video games mostly Oh, yeah. So us people that can feel things, it it uh, it hurts.